5, Life Through Our Senses, with me, Sean Miriam. This is a podcast about having conversations with everyday people about their five senses. Each week, a guest talks about their life, their stories influenced through their sight, smell, hear, touch and taste, and having engaging conversations about their senses that we can all relate to in one way or another. This podcast explores joy and the happiness in the small things that we all take for granted sometimes. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Five Life Through Our Senses with me, Sean. Today my guest is Guy. Hello Guy. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. You're sat in your beautiful kitchen. Yes, um, outside it's covered in snow but really sunny. Is it snowing? Um, It's not right now but it was uh, yesterday and the day before, like we got a lot so um it's sort of it's not melted either so it's very wintry wonderland outside right now actually our friend our mutual friend jen she just sent me a picture this morning and she was gonna go for a run but it was like snowing outside yeah yeah it's not it's not like melted either so i wouldn't be going running no although have you run this morning yeah i went for my park run but this morning it's not snowing here it didn't settle so like it did settle like a few you know, a few months ago where it was snowing, but yeah. it did snow, but it's not like settled or anything here. But yeah, it was clear. It was fine for me to run this morning. Is it cold though? Yeah, it was fine, but it was actually not too bad, but it has been pretty cold this week. But yeah, starting to get into spring, which is nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who is Guy? <laughs> It's a very broad question. <laughs> Who is Gap? Um, so yeah, I'm Guy. Um, I am originally from North Wales. Like yes. Um, I'm from Colwyn Bay. Um, I live now just outside of Leeds because um, I came here for uni. And I've been here ever since. I'm 36 now, so like literally 18... About 18 years ago, um, pretty much, I think, I moved here. I was a financial advisor uh, for ages after uni mm. and then um, got made redundant and it allowed me to like carry on focusing on wanting to be an actor. Um, so I am an actor. I went to drama school when I was 30 um, for two years, got an agent, um, and then, like, Struggle to know how to like get into it when I've got a full time job. So kind of blessing in disguise with COVID was um it led to redundancies and then mm. that gave me a push to um you just be able to focus more on it. And then I sold my house a year ago to get more money out of that and just to keep keep the dream going because I've been getting some work, not a lot yet, but um I've been available for auditions because I've been able to work more flexibly. Like I have three jobs at the moment. Um, really? Yeah, I work uh, in a leisure centre, like gym just up the road. Um, I work in school doing exam invigilating. Oh, nice. Um, school got closed yesterday because of snow, so I had a day off. And Win-win. <laughs> yeah. And I also work um, in, sometimes in my boyfriend's pub, um, Luke's pub, um, covering shifts if they need it. Yeah. Um, 
it's all really flexible so that if I get an audition, I can do it. And then if hopefully, fingers crossed, I get some acting work, I can just, they're all casual hours, so I can just drop them all. Yeah. Go do my acting and then come back to it. That's the theory. That's what position I wanted to be in. So, so following my dream and just giving it a shot, see what happens. And then I won't have any regrets. Um, that's the thing about your like the acting industry and stuff. It's like if something pops up, it's a very like last minute, isn't it? You have to like go to an audition really quickly, and like you're you've kind of like set up your life now where you can um do that, and you can just like go and do that because obviously that is your dream, and you're living your dream. So that's really cut. And in a way, kind of like being redundant was like a blessing in disguise because then it like pushed you to be to be and what and like achieve like what you want to do. And like it was a weird time because obviously it was COVID and then people losing their jobs wasn't a good thing. But for me, mm. it literally couldn't have come at a better time. So, um, so yeah, I figured just give it a shot and then I won't have any regrets if I've not tried, you know. Yeah. And also, like, even, even the jobs that you're doing um, when you're not acting, I feel like every day is a bit different anyway. So you're not just doing like one thing, you're either like, working in the centre, you're quite, you're quite an active person, so that's something that you can do. Then another day, you can just do a shift in, like, somewhere else, and it's not, like, a thing that you're doing every day. It's a bit, like, do you know what I mean? It's a, it, it's all quite different, so it's, like, probably works out quite nicely. You've got, like, a nice balance, it sounds. I hadn't thought of that, but it's very true. I Yeah, I don't have... I don't have any complaints about being, like, oh, my mm. day's monotonous and same old and all that. So, yeah, that is a good thing. Um... And also, I live with my cat, who you might hear fashion about the place. Um, your cat is so cute. You've got a few <laughs> pictures on your Instagram, haven't you? Yes. Um, she is. She knows it as well. So um, what's your cat's name? What kind of cat do you have? She's called Leia, and she's a Siberian, um, which means they're really big and fluffy, because in the wild, they'd live, like, in the snow. But she's an indoor cat. Yeah, she's an indoor cat, though, so she's not about that snow life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not about the outdoor life. She would love to be outdoors, but um, I'm too protective. Like, with cars and other cats and everything, it just, I'd be too paranoid. Um, she you, don't have a, you don't have a little lead for her. You don't take her out for a walk. <laughs> I, I do want to do that. I tried. I put harness on her because she's such a big cat. I had to put, like, a dog harness on it. Yeah, um, she just doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> but I see, like, I follow, I follow loads of accounts on Instagram of like Siberian cats, and all these people are taking their cats out into like the forests and taking these beautiful pictures where they're all really? like posing in the wind with like this lovely scenery. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure my cat would love that, but um, it, yeah, just little photo shoot. Yeah, I do want to do that sometime. Just to give. I seen I seen a cat the other day on the tube. Do you know with like do you know the ones with the bags and it's like a little circle hole in the back? You should on get the one tube. of them. Yeah, literally like a cat on the tube. I was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so random. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh well, thank you for telling us a little bit about yourself. Um. So obviously, this podcast is about um exploring like people's favorite senses and stuff like that 
Um, so I have sent you like a little list of what I'm going to ask you. So the first um, like question I'll ask you is kind of, yeah, about your senses. So what would be, um, we'll start off with favourite sense of sight. So what have you put for your favourite sense of sight? Um, so this was like not a hard one for me. I instantly thought of um, just like a really wide open space, mm. like landscape. Um, so, for example, being on top of a mountain mm. and just for as far as the eye can see, seeing like hills, mountains, the sky, maybe the sea in the distance, um, or even like could be like on top of a, a tall building and just seeing like a huge city, you know, um, landscape, especially at night, it's all lit up. And I think the reason why that sort of gives me so much, like it, it feeds my soul, I think, is because I think it, it makes me think of like possibilities are, are endless. There's so much out there, not mm. just my everyday little bubble, being in the house or being at work and just being in this town, for example. Mm. It reminds me that there's so much more out there to life. There's more, more of the world to explore. Um, but it just, you know, if if I could, as far as I can see, it's just an amazing view. I'm just like, oh, there's so much possibility out there. I definitely um, I hear you. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. And it feels like um. It feels like you're like so small in such like a busy world as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like perspective. Um, just a reminder of yeah. There's Anything is possible. Anything's possible. It really does. Like, and I, I've never consciously thought about that, but I know that whenever I'm in an environment like that, I'm, I, I'm just so like empowered, and um, it just makes me so. Um, you're just happy yeah is that something that you um like do on a regular basis like do you kind of often go and do like walks to like get some fresh air to like get like that space and stuff like that um yeah you live you live where where what town do you live at actually like well, where I live in Batley um or sort of Batley slash Burstall which there's a big Ikea which anyone from around here if you know the Ikea you know sort of where you are it's just just near Morley, um, in Leeds. It's quite an open space, so is there a pl there's plenty of places where you can go for walks and stuff and mountains. Do you often go to that to things like that, to like walks like that to get that view and you, to get that perspective and stuff? Absolutely. Um if it's locally, yeah, there's places I can go. It might go a bit further afield and go to Ilkley Moor, mm. uh, which is sort of just less just under an hour away. Um but you know in um in like so when we had the first lockdown mm. back in 2020 when we came out of that and then i think we went back into another short one like yeah. around september i think oh like the fire break or something like that yeah something like that i think when we came out of that or that second one um at that point so like the first pandemic at the first um lockdown i was living on my own and working from home the whole time and mm. i like genuinely didn't realize it at first I was just keeping myself so busy mm. but I didn't realize that I was like genuinely getting lonely and 
um, really like just not mentally happy. Um, Struggling a little bit. Yeah, I didn't realize it at first. I'm like literally like three weeks into the first um, lockdown, I took the bins out and saw my neighbor who was doing the same. And we literally were like, oh, hello, are you all right? Yeah, yeah. And we went back in and I burst out crying. And I was really? like, what was going on here? And then I realized that it had been three, week, three weeks without physically seeing someone or even interacting with them. And I just kept myself so busy. I, I didn't even like, wasn't really thinking about it. And so, yeah, like those, that first lockdown was awful. And then when it was over, one of my friends moved in because he was looking, uh, his rent was coming up. Yeah. So he moved in. And then when we were both sticking to the rules, fully so not really seeing anyone unless the lockdowns are over and then I think by the time the second one was over I was sort of like needing to get out of the same house the same four walls yeah um and just seeing the same person over again no offense to him it was just difficult <laughs> so I I booked myself to go to Edinburgh yeah um for like four days I drove up and then I just looked on the map to find somewhere near Edinburgh, but it was the most like green part of the map, you know, with mm. nothing, no houses or cities or whatever. And I found this place called uh, Pen the Pentland Hills. Uh, it's like a nature reserve. Yeah. And so I drove out and just, I didn't know where I was going. So I decided to just walk in a straight line until I was time to just turn back around and come back the same way so I wouldn't get lost. Lost. I found myself, um, in the middle of these mountains, like the top of this hill. And I looked around and all I can see was just these hills. And I was just suddenly like, felt so, I just felt so happy and so like positive for the first time in a while. Yeah. Um, and it was just so good to get out of my house because I'd been stuck in it for what seems so long. Um, so that's like an extreme example, but like, yeah. Um, but maybe that's what maybe that is one of the reasons why you've said that answer because, like, you have like a memory attached to it, and it's like maybe you think of like an open space as kind of like freedom, and yeah, and obviously, we, we, we were trapped in our houses basically, but like, you think of that and kind of rem remind you of that time you were on that like hill and kind of thinking this is what life is about and um yeah being in open air and being free and kind of being like yeah this is life but yeah you talking about kind of getting a bit emotional when you see people taking the bins out even even those little things of when you're busy for those three weeks you get so used to like your own company you probably just didn't realize like you said and it's mad like we need like human connection don't we to live and I feel like it's I can't remember what I've heard it from somewhere but I think like the way of life is like being in like a tribe and it's like not natural for us to be on our own so yeah it's it's normal for you to probably feel lonely in that in that in that time um but yeah going out in the air and open that that moment probably is the reason yeah why you've said that answer because it makes you feel a certain type of way yeah and like I said that's an extreme example but on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah, I can just take myself off somewhere locally mm. um, and sort of almost have the same... Do the same thing. 
same feeling um, of just, yeah, perspective and, um, yeah, just feeds my soul. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. I think a lot of people will, um, like, relate to that, definitely. I feel like, even when you go and even when you feel like you're in a bit of a rut or you've been inside all day or something, even if you go on a little walk, people joke about, oh yeah, go on your mental health walk. But it actually does it does help. <laughs> even this morning I couldn't be asking for running. I was like, I need to do it because I know that I'll feel better after it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um you can be like worrying about stuff or just sewing your head and then just getting outside and walking. Mm. You're not. You're looking up and you're looking out, and just—it's more powerful than I think people realise. It just 100%. gets you out of your out of your bubble. I love that you just like went to Scotland and just picked the most green place. Have you? Would you do that again? Have you done that before? Is that the first time that you did it? Um, it's probably the first time I've done that. Like so far afield. Um, like, yeah. Because, but. I then did it again. Um, so then we then, so then towards the end of 2020, I think if I remember correctly, was then there was that Christmas, and all of a sudden, just before Christmas, we went into that unexpected lockdown that lasted until April, if I remember correctly. It was like the longest mm. winter and and lockdown, and that again, me and um, my friend Neil, we stuck to the rules completely. So we never saw a single person for that four months. Wow. Um, and when that ended, I did the same thing. I literally, I didn't go and stay in the same like Airbnb, but I literally went up to Edinburgh. Did you? For like another three, four days. And I did the same walk um, that I did the first time around. Um, yeah. Just because it was easy and familiar because I knew it then and I remembered how to get there. Um, I, yeah, so I did it again. Um the mountains pulled you back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's like a North Wales thing as well. Obviously, we're both from there. And I feel like whenever even I go home, I feel like I know I'm going to switch off. E even though I love living in a city and like big city life is for me. But I, I think even like coming like our roots are very similar. It's like living in somewhere that's so green, going home to somewhere that's got a lot of mountains and sheep and everything. It's very like, nostalgic and it reminds me of home maybe that's a part of it as well but I definitely think you're right and it's I think being back home is probably the most relaxed I could ever be mm. um, like it just instantly makes me I'm, I'm that far away from my normal life that I can just switch off and and chill out and, and yeah because literally where I am from we're like right on the edge of this village. Um, that then from my house, literally onwards, as far as mm. I can see, is countryside and the hills. And in the very, very distant, if if on a clear day you can actually see snow, then um, okay, in the distance, yeah. And and so yeah, growing up with that view, that's again probably why I appreciate um, and and. And yearn for for mm. getting out there in the countryside and 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 seeing that kind of sight. I think well, we're friends, obviously, outside of this podcast. But I think you did mention to me that um you hadn't gone back to Wales in lockdown for like so long. I think did you say that you kind of didn't see your parents for like 
like a long time. I think I remember that. I'm not. I don't know why I remember that, but I think I, I think you did tell me. Yes, but on um because they were in their mid to late set well late seventies now they were kind of mid seventies at the time and obviously Wales did have slightly different rules as well mm -hmm. um about when you could go across the border and and stuff um but to keep them safe we didn't go home and we didn't see them so I think I went I think it was almost two years uh, so Christmas twenty nineteen I went home for Christmas. Probably would have seen them about Easter 2020, and then obviously that's when we went into lockdown. And so I didn't then see them until towards the end of 2021. It was almost two years, and that's the longest I've ever gone without seeing them. Mm. Um, so that added to the stress and the pressure, I think, of being in lockdown. And and um, so yeah, it was it was horrible, really, not seeing them. Uh, but it was to protect. Definitely. But yeah, a, a, a lot of people just missed that like touch and human connection, didn't they? That we've all got back, <laughs> luckily. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing all of that. That was really great. Um, I'll now step on to the next point, which is um, your favourite sense of smell. So what have you put for your favourite sense of smell, Guy? So, um, I actually have only just realised what the smell is, which sounds weird, but basically, throughout like my adult life, I've every now and again, without realising it or knowing what's happened, I've just got a whiff or a smell, and it's instantly reminded me of my grandparents' house. Mm. Um, so I had a gran on my mum's side and a nan and granddad on my dad's side. And it kind of reminds me of, I think, a bit of both of them. And it's like instantly like, oh, I wish I could capture that smell. Because I don't actually know what it is and bottle it up and just be able to just go. And because it just makes me so happy. Nostalgic. Nostalgic, happy, because I had a lovely sort of childhood and, and my grandparents, so I was really you know close to them. Um. And so I've been struggling to like work out what this smell was. And then last week, um, me and Luke went into Leeds and I really wanted to go to the Leeds Art Gallery because I haven't been for uh, years now. Mm. Luke's never been before. Um, so we're going to go to the Art Gallery. I also went to find some like new urban garden that's being built. I really wanted to have a look at that. Oh, cool. Some... Yeah, there's like a viaduct um, that used to be used as a train line and they They've gone onto it and they're like building a an urban garden which just near the train station. It's gonna be quite cool, I think. But anyway, um, so we went into walked into the art gallery and instantly walked past the cafe, you know, where um Laura Waper and James used, used to, work, to work. Yeah, the tiled hall. That's it. And I got this whiff and I instantly realized it's the smell of like freshly brewed coffee and baking mm. like cakes and, and just baking are combined but it's very specific it's not you know I smell coffee on a regular basis it doesn't make me think of it but I instantly got this smell this whiff and it I was like that's it and then I for some reason was able to identify that well they're doing coffee and they're doing cake and I was so satisfied I was like yes I actually now know what that smell is and 
it just you know like it can be like with perfumes as well yeah you can certain perfume it instantly reminds you of someone uh it's the same the same kind of thing and i find it fascinating how closely linked the, the sense of smell and sense of memory must be in like our brain because it just transports you back to a certain time and it can either be a really good thing or possibly a bad thing for some people yeah and i now know what it is so that's it's good i love that i feel like now that you know that smell is there you can always just go back there and have a little coffee there if you want to if you want if you really want to like have that smell again but that's yeah. really that must have been like a nice moment where you were like oh yeah that's what it is it's like a mixture of yeah like coffee cake maybe like some like food cooking and stuff like that and it probably yeah brings you back to memories of like childhood and stuff so I think since doing this podcast I've I've learned that a lot of memories are linked to like our five senses and it's probably quite obvious really but yeah it's interesting to hear everyone's stories and to hear everyone's um what different answers I get from people because it's like it always it always we always talk about memory on every episode which is really like really lovely yeah yeah I wouldn't have thought about a thought about it until I was doing you know preparing for this and it's crazy it's just it simple be, things, isn't it? Yeah, it must be like I just think in the brain there must be a, a section for memory and then a section for senses, and they must have like link links. Maybe one it. day I should get like a scientist or something on and ask questions. <laughs> yes. yeah, definitely, I like that. That would be. Oh, that's nice that you said the tiled hall because that kind of links with our friendship groups group as well, isn't it? Like. My fiance now and Laura, they used to work there. So that's just like a really nice memory as well. That even like that that's a place where both of our really good friends like live. Uh, well, yeah. not lived, worked. worked. <laughs> well, maybe lived because they were there like all the time. I was gonna say worked in inverted commas, they probably didn't, but I'm joking, they probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> but play oh, thank hard. you for that. I really like that answer. Thank you for sharing oh. that with us. Uh, so our next one is a favourite sense of sound or hearing. Um, if you want to share us your answer with that one. Did you say hearing? It just cut off a little bit. Yeah, favourite sense of sound or hearing. Sound. Um, so it's actually a bit linked to the first one we were talking about with sight because I think, I think one of my favourite sort of sounds is just nothing mm. just just silence or if not quite silence maybe a slight breeze uh, or you can hear the sea so i think back to when i was on that mountain and outside of edinburgh and i got to the top but well, i wasn't quite at the, the, the very top but i got to a point where i thought this is a good place to stop and i looked around and i could only hear a bit of a breeze and I could only physically see hills there was no civilization or anything like that um, because I'd been so you know so stressed with work and so just needing to get out of the same environment um, that, that that sound of just just peacefulness mm. 
I, I literally like took a deep breath and I was like, oh, this is, this feels so good. Um, and I think I get a similar thing like, so when we were on holiday, was it last, not last year, you know, for Kaz's Hindu, like, and. Oh yeah. In September? Yeah, yeah in September. September. Um, was that September just gone? Yeah, literally, yeah, just yeah. gone. Oh, it's time's flying. Right, so yeah, when we were there and, um, you know, we like, we got up early-ish in the morning, sometimes before everyone else, and there was the view. Yeah. The sea, but also the sound of the sea, and it was really quiet, because no one else was awake, um, and that's just so relaxing. Um, it's kind of like that thing where it's like, Sometimes when you wake up early, it's like you feel like you're kind of the only one up um, before like the world comes up, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it was you and me that got up a little bit early and it was like it's, it sat on sat on the balcony. It's just like with your little coffee in the morning. But I think you underestimate how like sometimes, yeah, silence is nice or like the natural sounds. We're so used to just like watching TikToks or like listen to music or having a podcast on and stuff like that yeah like I agree with you sometimes it's just nice to just not listen to anything <laughs> absolutely I, I love I love listening to music that's mm. um something that you know probably is like my second favorite sound but actually yeah um you don't we don't always get an opportunity to just have quietness um especially when you're busy so yeah that it just makes me happy. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's just, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's med. How was the word? Meditative? It's quite like, yeah, um, relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, that, yeah. I like that that links with like the how you were feeling like when you went up to Edinburgh and stuff like that. It, it all kind of links in, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that one again. So that next one would be your favorite sense of touch. So we'll go on to that one next. Yeah, um, I, I think it's for me it's um the touch of someone else someone else's skin, mm. like skin on skin, or the touch of like an animal, like my cat, for example, and her like fluffy coat. Um couldn't really think of anything else that I would be like, oh, I really like that touch. It was only really the touch of another person or um, an animal. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just about that connection um, that you're having. So, so like now I have a boyfriend, Luke. So if like we're hugging, like I didn't real, I never realised this. He's always like, if you want, if you if you have a hug, he wants to like put his hand under my t-shirt and like hug my torso mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's really cold hands and I'm like get off what are you doing and <laughs> he does it on purpose he knows that like it's gonna make me like cold but he says but I actually want to just touch you I don't feel like properly connected unless I'm touching your skin oh I love um, that and I always just tell him to piss off because I think he's just trying to antagonize me make me cold but um I've now been thinking about it and I think actually, yeah, whether it been before, before I met him and we you know with other people um, and now with him, I, I do realise that like, I really appreciate skin contact 
um, because it makes you just, it's, it's possibly the best kind of connection you can have with someone other than on a mental level. Um, and I do, I think you said it before, like we crave being around people. And I, I didn't realize it, but I think I crave connection yeah. um, more than I, I realized it. Um, it's so important as well, isn't it? That because I think even if it's a connect, if even if it's like like skin to skin contact with like your partner or something, or even if like I think that comes that's to do with like love and how we like yeah bond with each other. But I think that's really important, like skin to skin contact or even hugging. Do you know, even like even if it's not like a couple, even if yeah. it's kind of like friends, like even if you like see a friend and you're quite touchy feely and stuff like that like that is just as important I think than being in like a relationship in a, like a couple sense as well I think we yeah. need touch to like to live it sounds really like woo woo but I think it's yeah. really important to have that um in like a relationship or like family way or with like friends and stuff like that but I 100% agree with you I'm definitely a touchy feely person as well um and I feel like when you do like hug somebody as well it I think there's like things come up like you feel like happy endorphins that comes out from it do you know what I mean oh yeah it's like a spark yeah like, you don't necessarily realize it but it's yeah it does does something to you because yeah you've just made me think actually there's been times in my life where um I've just literally been with like friends or work, mm. work colleagues and I've just all of a sudden out of the blue just gone, can I just have a hug? Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, of course. And then like I just hug, and I realise I haven't hugged anyone for a while, and it's just, it's weird, isn't it? It just instantly makes me feel better. Mm. Just connected with someone on a platonic level of you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be romantically. Um, we need that, don't we? Definitely, even when it's kind of. When some when you know someone's having a tough time or you don't really want to speak about it with them and stuff like that, um, I remember a moment where um, I think my my granddad had just died, and um, my grandma was no my so my French grandma, like my my Welsh grandma, her my my granddad he just died, and then a few years before that. Uh, my French granddad had died and it was the first time my two grandmas like had like seen each other and I vividly remember them like hugging each other but it was like it wasn't like a hug it was like a hug do you know what I mean yeah and they both like so my French grandma doesn't speak English and my Welsh grandma doesn't speak French so that language barrier was just like they don't really speak but they get on if that makes sense but I could I could tell because my grandma had lost um her husband my 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 tied my granddad you could tell that my other grandma had given her like this hug and I remember the hug being so like proper hug do you know what I mean so even I try even since then I think we try even if you don't want to speak about something with somebody or if you know someone's having a tough time or something like that you can just give them like a hug and they know do you know you know you know (laughs) so I think that is so powerful as well amazing so yeah, I think sense of touch is it comes back to feelings and memories, and yeah, I I completely agree with you. But yeah, it's touch is so important. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got 
to the last one, which is our favourite sense of taste. Uh, so what would you say your favourite taste is, Guy? I I love food and drink. Mm. Uh, food more so. And I think I couldn't possibly just narrow down one one thing. Um, but what I do, I've learned to appreciate sort of more recent years is um, when you compare some something to eat with um, with a wine, mm. um, and it just like makes the wine taste different, um, but it complements each other. Um, I think the first time I consciously um, uh, experienced it was a few years ago. Went on holiday to Malaga with was it Malaga? I think it was Malaga with Jen, Lee and Alex Truby. And we one night went out for dinner and we found this like really cute like um street, like little little like narrow street um with lots of restaurants and you could sit outside and it was really warm. And we had like quite rare steak. But like you know when it comes out on a board chopped up for you to Ooh, share. Yeah, I love that. Oh, and then we we I think we're all blood like, coming like, out of it and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make it make it bleed. And then um I think I think we're all red wine drinkers. Um yeah. we just we got some red wine to share. And the, like I said the, the wine on its on its own lovely. But then when we started to eat with the meat, I noticed it was like an even nicer, like just complementary taste between the two. Um, and it's very satisfying. And then I've since worked out that if I do roast chicken, especially with skin on and with herbs and stuff, yeah, uh, white, white wine goes really well with that. Yeah. Again, it, it almost improves the taste of the wine. Mm. Um, and I just, I, I find that really fascinating. Wine's weird because it, you, it can taste different if you've had, let's say like, You'd had some chewing gum and then you went and drank wine. It would taste weird. Oh, if you no, tried yeah. some white wine and then you tried some red wine, it'd be like, oh, it very much depends on the right combination of the right time, the right place, and what you've had in your mouth food-wise. Mm. Um, it can change the taste of wine. And so when it all comes together with food and wine, I'm like, oh, yes. It's such a good combination, isn't it? Oh, you're making me like salivate a little bit. <laughs> Even like cheese and red wine as well. Oh. Oh, yeah. So good. I think you can tell the difference, even though it sounds I don't you can tell the difference now. I feel like maybe because we're a little bit older now, but when you when you buy a good bottle, it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I never used to like wine. I think it is I'm not I'm sure I'm not alone. I think it's very much like it comes with age, like mm. your, your palate changes. Um, and I, yeah, I appreciate it. However, having said that, I am quite inspired by you deciding to not drink alcohol at all mm. um, and to sort of see how long you can go and the benefits that that's bringing you. Um, and it's really making me think about trying something like that myself because I'm getting to a point now where 
if I do drink wine, a couple of glasses, and that's it for me. I, I feel worse if I drink any more. Mm. And so then it's making me think it's my body telling me, like, I'm not sleep. I don't sleep great after I've had a drink. Um, feel dehydrated even just after two glasses of wine. Um, and it's really making me think my body's telling me just stop or, or just yeah so I I'm, think I'm... I think you were saying that like I think thank you for saying that but I think it's it's annoying because I I do love like wine and I think I, I miss red wine a lot especially when you're talking about like meat and like doing it like that but um yeah with sleep and stuff like that it, it does affect it doesn't it and especially if you're like a light sleeper anyway but um but even if you just do it like once in a while, like it's fine. It's just, I yeah, I just, everyone has their own journey with it, don't they? And relationship with it. Um, but yeah, it, it, when you think of food and wine, it's like, oh, it is nice to have it together, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, um, that's probably the only time I actually appreciate having any drink now is when it's with food in a more social um, yeah. environment. Otherwise, it's not, doesn't have the same appeal that it would have done like when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree with you. Um and just yeah, all the different all the different types of like th- like things you could eat with the wine and it's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> but um yeah, thank you for thank you for pointing that out yeah because you I think you voice noted me the other week and I was like oh that's really nice that you voice noted me I woke up and I was like oh that's a really cute message thank you um and it made me happy but yeah thank you but even if I'm only doing it just to like test it out but I'm really enjoying it I think I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would I think I've recently just realized I don't know if I need it anymore I think that is what you described with the food and the wine I think that's the only bit that I struggle with the most is is with having a meal and stuff like that. Or if me and James go on holiday and there is a nice meal, like oh, maybe I should have a glass of wine. But I think nah, I think maybe I'll go back to that maybe after I do the year, but we'll see. But um, for now, I think I'm very stubborn and kind of, I think I'm quite an all or nothing person. So I'm like, no, I'm doing the year <laughs> and then we'll see. <laughs> that's brilliant. Well but, yeah, no, you sent me a really cute your voice message and I was like, oh, thank you so I much. Just felt, I just felt like I'd woke up that morning and seen your post on Instagram. Um, mm. and definitely I was getting rushed, rushing and getting ready to like go to Wales. Mm. And I think then because I was going to Wales, so you're from similar area. It was yeah. same day this day. I hadn't, yes. like, hadn't spoken to you like face to face for a while and then you've obviously got engaged and I thought, I'll oh, congratulate you on that. <laughs> and then and then I, I have been meaning to tell you that I've been watching this podcast on YouTube and really been enjoying it. And so just everything just I was just like, I've got so much all of a sudden I could say to Sean, I'm gonna voice note him and uh-huh. like, we're driving along as like, right, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say that, and then I stopped off at the services of like, hello. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, just... it did make my day, thank you. Oh. Um but yeah, did you have a fab weekend in Wales then? Did you go see family? Yeah, well, I actually only went for a day um, yeah. because I was back in work the next morning. Um, and so my brother 
and, and my sister-in-law, his wife, they've had a baby last summer. Um, I'm a parent You're a gun of... call now. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> first ever, like, for the first time, yeah. Um, and so we've got a niece, I've got a niece called Eva, and my parents have come over this way, because they live in Sheffield, so not far from me. Mm. Um, my parents had come over, and we'd all got together and met her. Um, and then this was the first time that, now she's, how old is she? She'll be like six months or just over six months old, so they can finally travel a bit with her. So they decided to take her back to our family home in Wales for the first time. Um, oh. And they were staying over for like a couple of nights. And I was like, oh, I don't want to miss that. I want to be there for sort of the first time the families together in our family home with the baby so yeah i drove over literally i was there for like three or four hours Aww. and then and then drove back but it was so worth it because uh, yeah my parents have wanted to be grandparents for as long as i can remember so you wanted to see them. them yeah again to see them in our in our family home was really quite special i think yeah oh well thank you for our little chat today and thank you for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it um but i just wanted to say like one last thing if anyone wants to follow you like on social media or anything or if any casting people are out there listening that want to cast you to be an <laughs> actor or star <laughs> where can they find you uh probably best is instagram um i try to put my little name i don't know if it comes up as my tag as my oh. um Instagram. Is it guy? Is it guy. Thompson. Seven. Seven ten. No. Don't ask about <laughs> Literally, yeah, that's it. When I first joined, it was like you can't be guy Thompson, but here's a guy. Thompson seven one zero. Dot seven one zero. I was like, okay, um, <laughs> yeah, probably that because that's the one I use mostly, and it's also got a link to my spotlight. If if you literally were a casting director and wanted to, um, to find you to hire you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so that that's my Instagram at guy.thompson.710. Perfect. Well, good luck with everything and yeah. thank you for coming on today. And I'll see you soon, hopefully. Yes, thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely. Um and yeah, hopefully we'll see each other soon. Thank you, Guy. <laughs> Bye, Sean. Have a good day. Bye. See you later. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to find me online, I am on Instagram at Sean Marion. That is S-I-O-N-M-E-I-R-I-O-N. I am also on TikTok under the name of at the underscore. Thank you so much and I will see you next week.